Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to Tap Calf Transmissions, the only Star Wars podcast currently live with a Christmas tree in the background. I am Corey, joined as always by Justin. How are you doing today, Mr. Eckhart's Ladder, with your Christmas display so bright? Yeah, I'm. I'm probably not going to keep it there because the tree skirt doesn't fit. Um, but it's not a. Uh, it's not plugged in yet. Maybe I'll do that before if we do Birio or whatever tonight. Maybe I'll set that up so it's shining nice and bright. I mean, is it going to stay up until May again next year? Uh, I don't want to spoil uh, it too much, but... Depends if it makes me happy or not. I feel like I've, it just went away, and now here it is again. Yeah. It's ready to ready to, to uh, impress viewers with its lushness. It's, it looks like it hasn't aged a day in those three months it was put away. Well, you know what else hasn't aged a day? No, you don't? You're not going to venture no. any guesses? All right. Well, the Star um, Wars, the Star Wars novel, Star oh. Wars colon the New Jedi Order colon Enemy Lines colon Book Two colon Rebel Stand. So that's going to be our topic for the day. We're going to be talking yep. some more New Jedi Order. Uh, the the return of one of your beloved characters. From, I clapped. I clapped. I don't even know if we're talking about the same person anymore. But we'll find out, I guess. Well, kind of, but like I was I was referring to the return of your character from Star Wars colon the old republic, uh tall man. But Oh yeah, no, that's not who I was referring to. That's a good there's like two different tall man in this one. Yeah, well one is one is explicitly called Tall Man the whole time. But uh Isn't Han called Tall Man when he's in disguise? He's I, I don't think it's quite the same i think he's just called a tall man maybe. yeah that's that's not the same there, there's okay. a big difference between being a tall man and having people just refer to you as tall man tall man was a legendary character he was too arguably too tall for this world yeah so he's yeah. been retired you recreated that in the old republic for a very brief window where we played that game together uh yep. and now he's been lost to the to server history so, we'll i'm sure he's still tonight. around well, are you ever going to log in again? He's lost his server history. Just, That's just... a good question. In my entire life, will he ever, will I ever log on to Nice Old Republic, or sorry, the Old Republic? Probably not. Maybe once. Maybe when they're setting, shutting the servers down. Oh, it's going to be like that Halo 2 thing where people just logged on and started playing games. Yeah. Until I'll be the... The, tall, the tallest man on the server when okay. it closes Fair down. Enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But before we get into our NJO discussion, any big news you would like to to cover? Big announcements? Not really. Anything on your end? I mean, they asked the uh, the guys if the Coda remake if there's any news, and the uh, I forget which company is it. Embracer. But, yeah, and the guy was like, every time I talk, it's it's a front page headline. So he didn't say anything, and people are taking that to be positive news. Yeah. Like it, okay. So. It's still on the thing. It's still on the list of games that they haven't canceled, which yeah. for Embracer is shorter every day. Yeah. But at the same time, get the fuck out of here with saying, like, oh, whenever I say anything, it's headlines because you haven't announced anything in two years since you showed a five second trailer of Revan coming out of the shower. People are interested in the game and the companies that are making it are being shut down. That's a little bit of a headline. So, yeah. I'm sorry if we all want to make those 60 second clips on it saying that, oh, the, the CEO said it's not dead yet, maybe. But it's a it's a refresher. But yes. Um, yeah, like refreshers aren't that. Steamy. 
people care because they want to play this game. So like, well, why are you getting pissed? You should you, you should be lucky because there's a lucky to have this. Yeah, this is this is the the little life vest that might help keep one of your companies afloat. Like, yeah. oh, haha, we, we bought up half the industry and now we have to shut it down because we shouldn't have done that. Oops, tee But oh, our game is so bad that Sony's pissed. Tee hee hee. Well, that's that's not really in his control. That's uh, you own that many companies. They make their own decisions. Sometimes you got to let them leave the nest and do a, a vertical slice that doesn't please Sony. It happens. Yeah, I guess but, so. Uh, the problem is that vertical slice keeps getting taken out of Embracer and there's very few slices left. So got to mm -hmm. got to keep that spreadsheet going for sure. Well, yeah, so that's, I, I don't uh, think that's there that. was much else in news. Um, it's very, very, very quiet right now. All the uh, the Star Wars people are have gone into hibernation for the winter. Uh, unlike, you know, past years when in, in December we got the new movie coming out. Daddy's getting that nice December ad revenue. Um, not going to happen this year. No, uh, there. I guess there is sort of a small bit of other news to to talk about. In that, like, there's rumors to possibly mention, but I think both of us would be mentioning these rumors to shit on most of the sources for said rumors. You wanna? Oh, you mean about the Mandalorian season four? Well, I mean about Pedro Pascal potentially being uh, tapped as Reed Richards. Oh yeah, right. Having a bunch of uh, a bunch of outlets that reported as if this is like confirmed when their own article even just says sources say that maybe he's been contacted and like even if it turns yeah. out to be true like you can end up being right and still be terrible at reporting things and yes. comp like that we do not do results-based analysis here we do were you reasonable in what you said about the thing you said with the information you had at the time and no those discussing films should be deleted from all outlets. Yeah, discussing film, culture, crave, all the... And it's gotten even worse since Twitter's monetized. Like, they got 14.4 million views on this post they put out. So that's like a few hundred bucks, probably, um, because Twitter's ad, ad revenues is, is awful, of course, yeah. because the site's a white supremacist hole of bullshit and, yeah. and bots. Uh, I posted today, by the way, about, um, I posted, does anyone have contacts at Facebook? I'm desperate to get an issue sorted and there's no humans oh, yeah, to talk that. to. Fuck. It got 124 quote retweets. Every single one was a bot. Uh, and then I had probably another, like my messages, I have, I have 60 pending messages. I had about a hundred comments besides that. And then 120 quote retweets. You tell me Elon can't get this shit together. Every time I post anything, I have naked women, well, bots yeah. posting pictures of naked women. Like, I, I don't know a whole lot about computers, but it's I've been looking at the same pair of breasts in my replies <laughs> for six months. Are you seriously telling me there's no way to screen those particular tits out of <laughs> existence on Twitter, at least? Like, it's it's ridiculous. So... Well, those pictures aren't that person's pictures, right? So but, it's not the it's not the bot that does it. So whoever got their pictures stolen and being used without authorization, they might be cut off from their work, presumably in some kind of sex work. That's how it gets taken. 
like maybe OnlyFans so, content creation or something. And then they're they're not going to be able to post their content anywhere because they've been banned for having it stolen. So I can understand how that in particular is difficult. But the talking oh, about how I you've understand. gotten rid of all yeah. all bots when no, the bots are actually there. There's more of them. The bots are significantly worse. I was actually curious about the uh, like the what the scam is because I thought it actually led to an OnlyFans account. So my guess was that um, my guess was that it was maybe fake OnlyFans with stolen pictures. But I just clicked on one, and it has the OnlyFans logo, but it also says that I'm getting a seventy percent off sale. Oh, also, um, she lives in Dartmouth, Canada. That's where I live. That's, That's convenient. Funny. Wait, I can I can DM her on OnlyFans about making content. There's only one spot left though, so we're gonna have to put this podcast on hold. I got some business to take care <laughs> oh of. Oh my, I I might have told this before. I on the podcast almost certainly on X two, but in grade three, when because we're old enough that computers were like people, a lot of teachers were still learning how to use computers in class. So our class computer got installed. And there was one for our class. The teacher goes on, was trying to show us how to use the internet, gets one of the, the pop-ups saying that she'd won like five grand or something, just fucking screams and runs to the office to try to call the number because it gives you a phone number to, oh to claim God. her fraud. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she was like, probably, I mean, I was in grade three, so I thought she was super old, but she'd been yeah. there for a few oh, years. Like 35 yeah i think she was at like 20 years teaching so i probably would have said if i hadn't thought about it like 60 but that really probably means she's like 42 or something yeah <laughs> yeah it, it was it, that is my only memory from elementary school that's worth anything um one thing i've i guess we're kind of broadly talking about media one thing that i really enjoyed is all the response to the new madam web trailer um you seen that before, or have you seen? Yeah, it? I, I've seen anyway part of the trailer and a lot of. You've probably scores. seen the the mom. You know, she was it with my mom researching yeah. spiders right before. Anyway, I, the, I just I was looking at that shitty culture crave tweet, thinking about how their site should be deleted. Um, when I saw in like the related tweets, it was like in the text from like you wouldn't download a car, and it was like you wouldn't go to the Amazon with my mom when she was researching spiders <laughs> right before she died. <laughs> It's true. I wouldn't yeah. do that. I wouldn't do that. Well, uh, unfortunately, no Star Wars trailers to talk about, unless the the ones that I've been recommended on my Google News page uh, for from Darth Trailer are to be believed. So that's all blocked now. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so I guess we'll move into uh, Rebel Stand now. The 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 second of Austin's NJO entries. Following up from last week or two weeks ago, I think our discussion of the first part of the siege of Borlaeus, Wedge Antilles and all our rebel heroes are holed up on Borlaeus, one of the staging points for most assaults on Coruscant in Legends, and they've been given a suicide mission: hold the planet as long as possible. He doesn't want to commit suicide though; he wants to kill some Yuuzhan Vong and then leave. Uh, so a lot of this book, we have the Faith. continuation and ultimately the. Final moments of the Borlaeus defense. Not actually a lot of Borlaeus leading up to that final defense. We get Lusankia ramming a world ship. We get Luke fighting a tall man on Coruscant. So mm. there's a there's a lot to a lot of good stuff here. So what are your opening yeah, thoughts? My favorite part was when um 
was when Lord Nyax went to the Turkish uh, leg lengthening clinic and came out nine feet tall. That was really impressive. I, I'm not sure if that's how they accomplished it, but does Turkey uh, exist in, in Star Wars? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Um, I will say that was maybe one of the dumbest sections of any serious Star Wars book I've ever read. The the leg sabers or the discussion the of how thing. he turned. Yeah. When he goes Super Saiyan, especially, so stupid. The stupidest part, though, has got to be when his entire backstory is revealed by face, I think, in like two seconds, just with no build up or anything. They're just like in their little their, their little base, and he's like, oh, by the way, this is Eric Ismarin. Wasn't that Luke, though? His- he was scrolling through his data pad of people he stalked. No, he tells Luke, and then Luke goes in his data pad. And oh, okay, up. yeah, you mean like the backstory of Eric came from Luke after Base revealed it was Eric. Okay. Yeah, no, he explains like everything. Like I had a different memory where Luke found out when he meets him the first time, which would have been better, but still bad. Um, like the idea of there being something really scary Roman Coruscant is really cool, like in this era, but it's just it's so dog shit. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to think of what he was going for with, uh, like, should something gets unleashed, like, there, there's a, a darkness in Coruscant that is now symbolized by Eric, but it makes their trip to Coruscant, the, the Vong danger posed to them is minimal, if mm-hmm. not, or if even existent, like, it, they're really not at any point under threat from the Yuzon Vong no. when they're, when they're on Coruscant. And to a certain extent, it feels like it distracts from other elements of the story. Because like the the first probably three quarters of the book is just going between uh, Luke and Mera inserting the Coruscant with the Wraiths and Tahiri and trying to find what this disturbance is that Luke's felt. You get a few scenes with Vicky Shesh, uh, who has similarly been sent to Coruscant with uh, some other Yuzon Vong. She's escaping like multiple times from everyone over the course of the book until she she dies and then yeah. the rest of it is Han and Leia on uh on a trip to go to different planets and get more help for the resistance set up some cells yeah. uh for the resistance that they've been talking about which we kind of get that back was, to with that part uh, was kind of dumb I yeah. thought too it's, that it's, was a waste it's kind of a worse or a smaller version of what they're going to get up to later and with less impact. Well, it's like they leave these planets and it feels like nothing realistically has been accomplished. Like, oh, look, we're meddling in an election. Oh, we've done this and that. And it's like, okay. Yeah, we're getting to um, the real election meddling in Destiny's way, though. So we're only two. Yeah, later. we're we're getting close. Um, it's just like they're not even planets you've ever heard of before, I don't think. So it's just like. They could have made it better maybe if they had Leia have to turn against a character that we'd actually previously seen her interact with, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of as it was, I thought that that I thought that plot line wasn't that interesting. Like, I like the idea of going back to Coruscant. Um, I think they could have found a more interesting way to do it, but yeah. Well, it's so weird when like a lot of the setup for why we're going to care about going to Coruscant is done by uh, the little bit of Jaina that we do get before the really the, 
even at the end, we don't get too much of Jaina, but the little bit of Jaina we get in the book, no. she starts off uh, with talking with Tahiri about like, oh, Jaina should go to Coruscant because this is how we might learn something about Jason. This is where Jason's going to be. And like the the team gets to Coruscant and the word Jason doesn't come up ever again in the book. Like they get back to, to Borlaeus and, and like Jaina, Han and Leia are like they they don't ask like any any sign of Jason. Uh <laughs> he's just chilling. We good? No. We get a handshake from Kip over killing Lord Nyax, which I think there's some nice growth there. But yeah, it's it, it it allows Luke to have the moment of like learning that he needs to stand in the way of these unstoppable enemies, and that's the Jedi way to fight without like yeah. ever being aggressive. And that's nice for him. But I don't know. I don't know that it like what they do ever really justifies them going there or taking most of the book. Yeah, no, I agree. It's like it, and it's it's just like it's such a ridiculous it's it's just stupid as well like where lord nyax is like significantly more powerful than anybody who's ever existed like he's he's basically like overpowering luke like through the force almost breaking his mind and he's like he's not even he's just some dude and who's in a tank like he's not it's, it's just weird. with electronics yeah with electronics um, like I don't mind the lightsaber gauntlets and stuff. That's it's whatever. It, it looks definitely looks a little goofy when you see it. Um, also, that one image of Lord Nyax that's floating around—I don't forget what it's from. It doesn't look anything like him. Um, is he supposed to have? Isn't he supposed to have like curly hair? Uh, the one that has his sabers and stuff. Yeah, because he's supposed to have like curly hair and like a boyish appearance. Yeah, it gives him um, almost Vongy armor. Yeah, so I'm kind of wondering if maybe the person never actually and like he doesn't have full body armor like that either. Like he's got chest plates, but like he's he very specifically has a gap between his chest plates and like his his lower plates. So yeah, it, it's almost like someone plugged the book into Mid Journey and asked for a yeah. picture of Lord Nyax. Then you yeah. accidentally get some Vong stuff thrown in, but like yeah. he he doesn't look like a like a, a 30 year old because Luke describes like this boyish grin and everything that he looks yeah. like a or 20 year old, really like Luke describes him looking really young and only realizes how big and evil he is when he's, he realizes that the window he's staring, he's standing in is the same three meter tall like window. Scene, yeah. yeah. I like that scene. Yeah. Like he's supposed to have, he is supposed to be even like younger looking than he is because he's got that, like he's got like a childlike personality because he's, his brain's been injured um and he's been he spent most of his life like in that tank uh he's basically like a spartan so i kind of want to commission some art of him maybe like i did for um abeloth so maybe i'll do that i mean like one of the other things i kind of thought of when trying to think about like what the point of it might be is that like the the Vong, you start off with them being this kind of unknowable evil for evil's sake kind of thing. And now we're starting to get to the points in the books where we understand more about what their motivations are. So yep. like it, it kind of exists to contrast the Vong with like Nyax as this 
just pure evil going for the for the evil source kind of guy and yep. especially when there is some examination of like what the vong would do or vong psychology when they're going mm -hmm. through the path but I, even that i feel like it's probably a little shaky it's just it gets also more ridiculous where he's like breaking open the jedi temple and stealing the yeah. force energy like it, 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 it like turns into a dragon ball z battle where like they're like so for those who haven't read the book um he basically is like he's being driven by some kind of like unconscious desire which he doesn't even really understand it's just kind of manifests in him wanting to break through this wall and he he has visions of it and he kind of commands the survivors of coruscant uh, to do his bidding um and eventually he breaks through with one of those big construction droids i think they're meant to be the same one from the x-wing series um and it's like it's this font of power almost or yeah it's not a font it's just like a, it's like a, a reservoir of power yeah and a he force sucks nexus it up. from this dead jedi that the or dead sith that the temple was built on top of <laughs> Yeah, and he starts like levitating, and like Luke and Tahiri and Mara are near it too, so they're gaining powers. So they're like throwing massive chunks of boulders at like chunks of rock at it. It's just very silly. Um, and it's like it goes against like the like when people talk about Star Wars being video gamified, like that's a really good example. Yeah, like even after he dies, shooting like rock cannons out at capital ships in a, a feat of strength that that Star Killer would be like, well, that's that's strong. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he's like, he's over, uh, he, he's overpowering Luke. Like he's, he almost makes Luke jump off a building at one point. Yeah. Even though we know from uh, the Jedi Academy trilogy that he can fly and that he flies in, uh, he flies in Courtship of Princess Leia as well, I think, but whatever. Well, the powers depend on what book he's in. So you yeah. can't just expect Luke to always be able to fly. That's true. I I did kind of think that like the conclusions that face and Luke and all them reach about how Vong would act in different situations don't quite mesh with what we know about them. Like they're on patrol at star, not on patrol. They're looking for Lord Nyax at first and they mm -hmm. find this Vong patrol. And then it turns into like, Oh, why are you here? This is supposed to be our turf, blah, blah, blah. And the, the logic that Luke and face use is that if they're, on duty and they're supposed to be there they're only doing things for their superiors compared to these guys being here on their own volition for their own like glory and stuff and it's like well that's what the vongs say to them because that's why they end up attacking yeah but it, the the that take doesn't really make much sense to me because like no, the, doing what the doing what their superiors want like the the use on vong are supposed to be like it's the government is the yeah. yeah it's caste based the leaders have the like the, they're acting with the authority of the gods so your orders are the gods commands essentially or if they're if the orders are worth following it's because it's in line with what god wants and then that kind of doesn't fit with this psychological profile they're putting together yeah i i agree the other i guess the only thing is like they are very like willing to kill each other and fight yeah, uh, over that's... slight slight um like off like offenses to each other so for that i could see it like but yeah i i generally agree and like especially if luke had been a like a a higher ranking long member yeah. 
but uh like i think the rank should be the important thing there rather than trying to argue that like the uh yeah. the fact that they were working for the superiors made it less valid yeah i agree because there was another because like the other the other part of it is they have the the starfighter chase at the end where mm -hmm. Cherit crawl uh this individual thinking like skilled Yuzon Vong fighter pilot that Chulking Law, the leader of the Vong forces at Borlaeus, he's chasing Jaina and he's kind of cursing the idea that uh, like the Vong aren't able to communicate with each other in their fighters. They're only directed by the um, uh, the Yamisks. The war coordinator, yeah. yeah. The Yamisk. And so like part of what the Vong are usually modeled as is this I like this cultural fear almost that would have been even stronger in the 90s of like, oh, this is this collectivist thing. They don't care mm -hmm. about the individuals. They only want to do this group stuff where they're subsumed by it. Yeah. And so it doesn't quite jive with the earlier setup of like the they wouldn't want like the the what they're doing for the superiors is less valid. Yeah, we are starting to see like some cracks. Like it's pretty clear to me that like Savong Law um sort of believes in the gods, but like at some points it's pretty clear that he's kind of just paying lip service to it. Yeah. Like he never really feels like he's actually been cursed he always thinks there's some other reason like mm -hmm. even if he does have the same affliction that the um uh what's shamed it called ones. the uh, yeah the shamed ones have he 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 thinks it's for another reason and he ends up being correct um yeah like we do get a lot more of like no one at the top believes the stuff but there's yeah. always that belief among the warriors the shamed ones the intendants and stuff that or maybe not the intendants but the yeah part of why everything starts falling apart is because that like very strict hierarchy starts crumbling and there's more indications that what people are being told isn't quite what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, like Nen Yim makes some more cameos here. She's always yep. a fun character. She saves. His yeah. Arm. She's, she's gotta be one of my favorites. I think she might be my favorite of the Yuzon Vong characters because I'm, I'm trying to think of the other ones we've had. There have been a few that are getting turned into more of their own character. Uh, like Nominor had been around for a while. As... I'm kind of surprised how little he appears. I, I thought kind of having not read it for a bit, he'd be in it more, but he's kind of not. Uh, he'll be more common in the coming books because like I think in Traitor, he's really present and... From there on, he gets even more present because all the shamed one stuff is yeah. done through him. So mm -hmm. he becomes more of a point of view character than he has been. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that I, makes sense. I was. I think it, it, is it Eback Nine that Savong sticks around till. I can't remember when he dies. To be honest, okay. well. His dad doesn't live now, so that that's no. that, that's sad. He didn't even want to be there. So nope. the Vong are losing their best military mind to a giant pokey spear. 
Yeah, he should. He he was like they're you know they're losing they're losing the 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 brain battle here. You know, he's like their their big military commander, and he's gone. He's but he's also completely outplayed too. So how smart was he really? Yeah, I I have more sympathy for him after last book where it was clear that he thought the whole thing was stupid, but yeah. and at least he he was realizing what was going on earlier than everyone else but still too late obviously to really uh to really make a difference but like with the little bit we get of borleus in this book is despite that being kind of the, the core plot line like the of the last, two yeah it's like the last one eighth of the book maybe yeah like we get the actual battle with the ramming of the domain whole war sh or world ship by lusanka and we get like hints at the preparation until then but there's there's maybe one or two scenes. Well. Yeah, they don't really tell us what's going on. We get hints at like Eldo Davip, the captain, is saying, "Oh, I'm going to pilot the biggest uh, single fighter. fighter." Yeah, yeah. And like we, I think we get maybe two scenes with Jaina and Jag and Kip between the start of the book, <laughs> like when Luke and Mara leave, and then the battle. Because even in the battle, yeah. we get uh, we get a bit of point of view from Jaina, but it's not really super plot relevant. It's just part of the the broader tricking of the Yuuzhan Vong into Jaina's new method of like making them think that missiles are the ships they're fired from using yeah transponder they, codes uh, and stuff. Um, Gravity signature. They have that thing in the New Jedi Order where once a character has their central like um, conflict resolved, they sort of move, can move to the back a bit. Yeah, like our, you could say the same thing happens with Kip. Um, mm -hmm. it happens with in a way with Han, and not that he ever becomes a background character, but like once they get that shit figured out, their motivations become pretty simple. Like Han and Leia stop fighting, they're done fighting. Yeah. Um, Han and the kids stop fighting, they're good. Um, Jaina has went through her thing, she's good. Kip and Luke, they're good. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like the we we get the, like the conversation about how like Kip is going to open up more to them now. He shakes Luke's hand and then we really don't get too much more no. opposition from him for ever after this. Yeah, he's right. pretty chill from now on. There's kind of the stuff in like Legacy of the Force or Fate, or Fate of the Jedi, I think, where like the, the Jedi are all snapping at each other. And I think even in Legacy of the Force, but like. Yeah, that's like usually Force, between just... people rather than Luke being the target of the bullshit. Yeah, because in Legacy of the Force, they're trying to figure out to what degree they're going to uh, face off against the against um, against Jason's faction, right? Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then later in Fate of the Jedi, I guess it's something. I mean, we see that like Luke's council has the. They they got to figure out to what degree they're going to comply with the the GA's. Yeah. Wish uh, to to GA stooge Kent Hamner. Yeah, exactly. But but yeah, the a fa fascist. <laughs> well, speaking of fascists, I do think that Jag is a bit more of a like a more fun character in this book than he had been for his few appearances. Yeah, but he's finally getting some tail. Well. There's that, but there's also the tendency that I think Alston kind of has where a lot of the characters end up being kind of the different expressions of the same quippy person. 
Yeah. Like you could imagine any of the lines in the book being said by any of the characters. Yeah. It's like all Wes. And I just kind of ignore it because I'm like, okay, what Wes, Wes three said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of Wes, when the Tainab yellow aces show up. Oh uh, yeah. That was a... fucking funny. So he accidentally flirts with Jaina and then he gets back and wedge tells me, he's like, Oh my God, I flirted with a nine year old, <laughs> which is funny because like, that's kind of how I still see the, the solo kids sometimes. It's like, oh yeah, she's nineteen now, not yeah. twelve. Which at least, like, this is the the first character who's. Uh, so I, I made a joke about this himself. last time. Yeah, I made a joke about Wes doing this last time. But in Wedge, in Wes's defense, he didn't know how old she was. She was a squadron leader, so we probably expect her to be yep. older. Shouldn't be yep. sexually harassing people at work or anywhere. I'm gonna go mm-hmm. out on a limb and say that, uh, but. Mm-hmm. Everyone else who hits on Jaina, despite being much older and her being even younger at the time, doesn't seem to to have a problem with it, including the authors who are doing the writing of it. So thank you, Aaron and uh, and Wes, for being slightly less weird about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Wes, heart of gold. Uh, so, yeah. So can we, can we give the book uh, the... Minus three stack pulls award. I mean, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm down with that. It's it's not super horny. There is one one makeup scene, but that's okay. Well, I don't mean like super horny in general, but the uh, someone takes at least one opportunity to dehornify the situation, mm-hmm. and it's like this, this jerking off before you make a big decision. The Vaughn get down to the Borlea space and well, biotic facilities. It's <laughs> just jizz everywhere. That's what, the what biotics they been, they're talking about. What what have they been creating in here? <laughs> what what are the Jedi been up to? <laughs> what is the substance that they've been researching? This looks like a Yamask fluid. <laughs> They must be getting brain in here. <laughs> well, when the world ship starts spewing the juices, and Luke's like, I don't even want to know what that is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Luke also hangs dong in this book, too. We didn't talk about that. Oh, yeah. When they're he. So the, that's in, in Palpatine Secret, or Secret, Secret Super Weapon. The, uh, I'm the, doing a video on it. I already did. So go fuck, fuck yourself. Sorry, whatever. I got more subscribers. So. Yeah, that's, that's true. You do. <laughs> Just send more to mine. Okay. Oh, yeah. So the way the the atmosphere on Coruscant is uh, is kept up is there's these big vats of red goo that cycle everything and get sent through Coruscant's ductwork network. Uh, but Luke has to go swimming in it, and mm-hmm. it apparently it because it, it dissolves it it like eats away at the harmful materials in the atmosphere and then spits it out nice and clean. But Luke's outfit is also a harmful material. So he just goes swimming, stands up, and then everyone just sees his dick. Including Tahiri. I was, trying, I was trying to figure out if everyone did or if just Mara did. I think everyone did. Let's go. Because Tahiri turned away. And I think Kel made a joke about it. Kel or Face. It's hard to remember who does what uh, specifically. Okay, I because... thought Mara made a joke about it. Okay. Uh, I, I could be wrong, but Kel made a lot of jokes. And again, all the characters make they could do all say the same line. Yeah. Yeah. You want to control um, F and I only have my No no uh, no. I, I wasn't doing that. Yeah. 
Well, then, <laughs> well, good for Luke, I guess. No, I only read this on my Kindle. I don't have it on my computer. So I have for one of the for one of the Borlaeus scenes, we get the uh, Black Moon Squadron members who I think mm-hmm. are dead by the end of the book. They die off screen in the like they mention a lot of fighting is happening on Borlaeus and like everything's getting yeah. whittled down. We never see any of it. We just haven't mentioned later at the end that it's happening. Yeah, we see like one Vong incursion where they're able to like completely attack the base with no problem. Yeah. Um yeah. But we're we're busy on Coruscant anyways. But I think one of the members of Black Moon Squadron was actually Unharla because they it was a both a Bothan named D I S S T I apostrophe W Y N. And this okay. would really piss off the Vong because this is dis twin. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> but I, I think she I think he's dead by the end, so maybe not. But they really should dis- have been putting that up as the <laughs> as the Yanharla, the goddess trickster. How did I never notice? I mean, I, I think when anytime I see a name with like a with that many repeated letters, I kind of just move on and just <laughs> like, okay, that's the weird name. I'll remember it as that. Well, they never come up again, so it's yeah unnecessary. But uh, I thought like it had to be what he was doing, right? There, there's yeah, no way that wasn't. Um, I thought it was a Twilight at first, but it turned out to be a Bothan, very furry Bothan, a very I'm handsome Bothan to... is actually how he's described. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Um, I'm trying to remember, like, they really do throw the Jaina has some secret technology or secret strategy in a lot in these two books, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, we're about to be overwhelmed. Good thing Jaina has this one ability she's been saving, where she's going to take half the fleet away. Um, she, in this one, it's kind of the missiles, uh, but I'm sure we'll see more shenanigans. Yeah, that's one of the things that I do enjoy about the NJ overall, is like the 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 way the tactics and tech progress on both sides throughout it, where mm-hmm. like it's long enough that you can have like a book where like this is the meta of the war right now, and even though it doesn't necessarily shift in every single book, you have like the the through line of like oh this is how we overwhelmed the, the Dovin basils, yeah. but now they do this other thing with it, uh, and then they they can still uh, hold and maneuver the world ship, mm-hmm. so. Where did they get all this, all this metal and all this computer equipment to to do what they've been doing? How did the Vong not see that? And explosives too, right? I don't know actually. Do they put explosives in the thing? I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, because it's like the spear is like packed with explosives. Yeah. So it rams in, and then the tip doesn't detonates, which they also saw in the bionic facility. And then it just happened. <laughs> like there's more and more as you go back throughout the core of the ship. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they did that. It's like they're really resource stricken until they're not. Uh, where like, yeah, they've got a million pounds of explosives to fill up the Super Star Destroyer with. <laughs> but that's kind of just the way she goes. Where like they they don't have enough torpedoes for everyone. They they it's like, yep. Yeah, um, only the only the the elite pilots get torpedoes. Everyone else, good fucking luck. Yeah, Jaina Squadron gets a bunch of them. Luke Squadron gets some. Everyone else, like you're. You're probably gonna die. So it's just... yeah, like we're not gonna bother. Like, yeah, if you don't fire them off, and then except for that one ship that uh that they leave there had torpedoes in it. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of firing off in the biox facility, like everyone's family ends up being there. Like Wedge is always thinking about Iella. Luke and Mare are always together. Han and Leia are always together. But like, it what is is Tycho's relationship just cover for Winter and Akbar? Like he's never mentioned her, right? Never says her name. No one That's asks true, if he misses actually. her. I don't think he's seen her in years. Have they even been established at this point as in the in the canon as I think together? so because like it'll it's in uh in Destiny's way isn't it where Akbar is back mm. and yeah but then Akbar says to Tycho Burn winter's on hers and everyone claps or something yeah he says she's gonna uh, she's not gonna want that human stuff after she got the frog juice for six weeks frog juice turtle i don't know he's just i guess not a frog but he's not uh, a frog he's in no way a frog no i mean he looks like a frog kind of but but yeah like Tycho. Tycho's. i think he lives with wedge <laughs> they just they've just loved each other ever since i i do like how Tycho and wedge are always together he's yeah. just the one reliable guy where like he really didn't read the X-Wing series. Tycho was like, it was, it was thought that he was brainwashed. He wasn't wedge is the only one that sticks up for him. And Tycho pays it off time and time again. They're, I mean, until, uh, until legacy, the force, when they get ripped apart a little bit. Yeah. Happens to everyone eventually. Um, what was I gonna say? I forget. Um, yeah, it's that's uh, like uh, that's why I'm glad. You know, I, I I don't remember how much more wedges in the series, but it was nice to have him back and also flying a starfighter. He takes out yeah. like everyone, eight coral skippers and one of those giant war beasts with like no problem. Yeah, the don't, uh, don't close together. And then Gavin tries to give him lip, that little guy. Yeah. What a loser. Yeah. Just a little baby. He's still just a little baby. Towards the start, uh, I, well, I think like, I think Wedge is kind of in the Garnbell Iblis situation after this, where mm. he's mentioned as being somewhere doing something, but I don't know that he shows up directly all that much. Probably more than Garm, who I, I don't know that who Garm ever... Who did get a name drop in this book. Yeah. I'm sure he's at course or at, um, Ebac or Moncala yeah. or something, but I don't remember if he's if he appears again. The one time I remember him appearing is, um, I think in Fate of the Jedi when Luke goes off with with Ben. Oh, you I mean like ever again in the future or just no, MJ? no, no? I just I, I was talking about just MJ. MJ. Okay. I'm just thinking. I was just thinking because I'm sure he's in the Legacy of the Force. Yeah, and he's whatnot, all over that but, one. But I remember in uh, Fate of the Jedi, he's at the goodbye party when Luke gets banished for a bit. Yeah. He's just a little exiled. He's still good. Yeah. I so it, I want to. What I want to do my my Twitter troll of the sorry X troll of the of the week is just take a screen cap of the section of the book where Luke is talking about like standing in the line of the people who want to like that's his failure with the Jedi and this is what he needs to bring mm -hmm. forward is just put that with a picture from Last Jedi of Luke in front of the. <laughs> Like wow, this is even the book is cringe. Yeah, and then see how many, how many, like how many Legends fans talk about how this never would have happened with Legends Luke's because they've watched a, a lore video about it rather than having ever read 
a single Legends book. See yeah, what they're, I, yeah, I, I'll support you in that if you do it. I I think those are my favorite responses. They're just always so funny. Of like, it, I I don't care if you like or dislike Legends or Canon. Great for you if you like or dislike Last Jedi. That's fine. It's the it's the the ones that I find funniest are the ones who will hear about a thing that Luke did in Legends, make a mistake thinking it's from Canon, and use that to talk about how much Canon sucks and how great Legends is. Because it's it's I just find it hilarious. Like when Luke loses his mojo in the Thrawn duology, and when there's a biotics facility covered in mojo jism, yeah, yeah. But that that's my that's my project for the week. We did get a bit more of a, a plot line that got kind of dropped with the rest of the NJO though, with uh, towards the start of the book when there's some repair work going on on the Millennium Falcon. And 3PO is talking to one of the Yuzon Vong Hunter droids where oh, yeah. they're talking about like the sparks as being life. And then one of the 11A droid or 11A, that's his designation, one of the Yuzon Vong Hunter droids is uh, they're, they're both very, they're getting into the existentialism. Yeah. Then yeah, they're both like racist they... to R2. So it balances out a little bit. Speaking of R2, I don't like R2 talking. No, no. In like, like actual text or yeah, the in actual text yeah. in in Zane's No, books. I like that. I don't like when like we've got R 2s transcript. I don't think it's good. Yeah, it it he's got to be a really hard character to write dialogue for because you can get a yeah, bit yeah. of the attitude, but R two actually saying words will always seem wrong. Exactly. It's it's kind of like if Chopper just spoke. Like well, you can and all hear no, exactly and there what were you're no saying. Slurs, yeah. 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 It's like if you were to, to make a Twitter account with like all of Chopper's dialogue and then no slurs. Yeah, it'd be, it'd just be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um the the other note I had about the Coruscant stuff is we get a repeat or we get another cameo by the Voxen. They're showing back up. They're not doing too hot. No, uh, they're like, uh, it's like Santa's little helper at this point. <laughs> yeah, they're, well, there's the first one that seems like he's doing okay. Then he's dead and a new one comes in and it's even worse where they're all kind of failing without their queen. Why can't they just... It's like one, one? one doesn't even want to like snap, like bite at like the ankles of the, the Vong handlers. It's like, oh, this yeah. one's fucked. Do you think they depopulated Merkir for this? Like, did they take all the Voxen or Hornskers? I don't know. Maybe they just, maybe it was like secret lore that they lost when the world ship blew up because they don't have internet. I mean, they, this was the, the Voxen were arguably the most successful thing they've done. They keep getting their asses handed to them by Jedi in different situations. Sure, they lost the Vox and Queen, but they killed a solo doing it. That that's yeah. worth a lot. And no one you at any point in this one. Yeah, no one at any point in this thinks like check up the Let's check the backup again, Yeah. 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 They, they were just too spooky. They're like, we can only make something this spooky once. <laughs> um Yeah, the the Voxen are fucked. Uh, it's also kind of like wondering like Maybe they should have just left Lord Nyx on Coruscant. 
Well, he was he was eating all the real all the regular people. You can't just let that happen. But can't you? Mm, I, like for now, you probably can. Like he's not doing more damage to Coruscant than the Vong are right now. Yeah, and like they're they're like they've got hunting parties set out to kill him, and like they might eventually, but he's gonna kill a shitload. If so, if they don't kill Nyax, Jason Solo lives and doesn't become a Sith Lord. Okay, lay it out to me. All right. So, Nyax, all-powerful on Coruscant, he goes to the World Brain and kills the World Brain instead of Jason having the ties to it. Jason okay. not doing these secret meetings with the World Brain, he, he, he lacks a little of, a, of the, the harder parts of his, of his, uh, of his torture with Fergier. He doesn't mm -hmm. have as many opportunities for Lumaya to corner him. Because mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of his weirder stuff happens when he's like heading away from other people, and a lot of those trips are going to the world brain. So he's kept on the right path. If Nyax is there, you don't have Ganerazode becoming the the Ganner, or whatever the fuck is his thing was mm -hmm. when he was yeah. protecting everything. The, the whole the whole timeline's different if Luke doesn't waste his time going to Coruscant to kill this guy. Yeah, I think that's fair. So, bad choice, Luke. I mean, he might have still had visions of the future that disturbed him enough to want to become a fascist, but maybe not. Well, a lot of... Some of that was coming from Crate, right? Mm -hmm. Crate eventually coming in there. And White mm -hmm. Eye, we don't know exactly what White Eyes was doing. We'll never know. I think it was like a, a Yu-Gi-Oh card or something. But the... if Charging is, charging is a nut. That's disgusting. We don't talk about that kind of thing on this podcast. That's what he was doing. I'm just trying to be factual. I used medical terminology and everything. <laughs> That's what it says on the charts. Yeah. But if it, so, Vergier came across Crate in Vong prison at some point. He could have been on Coruscant. Nyax is drawn to the Force power stuff after he drains the, the Force reservoir. He goes and finds Crate. Crate's killed. Well, he also talked about just destroying the planet, too, so he might have just done that. Well, yeah, and at this point, like, who needs Coruscant anymore? It's true. Coruscant gets way more fucked up than it is later on. Like, they walked that back. Yeah, they like it was supposed to be, oh, it'll be decades before anyone can, can live on this planet. Like, again. there's, like, nobody left. But also, let's let's put Luke's council on it next book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, a lot of the stuff in the Unifying Force gets kind of walked back, but we'll we'll talk about that when we get there. That that's gonna be that's got to be like a, a a classic three hour episode of talking about the, all the stuff that, that changed there. But yeah, we have uh, we do have the heroes triumphant again. Soul King Law makes a his his last call to to save Vong, say goodbye, says he's I gonna like give him his his last words, and then he doesn't say anything to his crew after that. A little disrespectful yeah. to them. Yeah, he doesn't even tell them to, like, shoot the escape pods or anything. Yeah, well, they don't, I don't think they have escape pods. Well, he says, should we abandon ship or something? Like, one of his volunteers. <laughs> I think they mean, like, jump out of it. Oh, yeah. Well, they, I'm sure they've got, like, not escape pods, but, like, jelly sacks that are grown in <laughs> sack labs. Bounce across the system yeah. until they get somewhere. Exactly. Just... This Vong technology just suck. Like, do, do they have a way to make a call from like point A to some other? Just if so, in my house, I have a villip. 
to communicate with people. Mm-hmm. Is it all only like walkie-talkie style? No, I if I remember correctly, in one book they talk about stroking it a certain way to yeah to <laughs> call a specific person. But I could be wrong about that. I feel like the reason we only hear about like the one-way villops is because those are always between like mm. covert agents or whatever, um, where like you don't want them necessarily being able to call everybody. But I feel like they've got. I feel like they talk about how there's certain ones that they can like make call multiple people, but I could be wrong about that. Well, it's like the, the squadron communication thing. Like they can't talk to each other at all. Yeah. I, for that, I was like, what do you mean? Like, of course they can. <laughs> they can waggle their, their cockpit at each other. Yeah. That was, that was the big thing with this book though. Like all the wedge sections, especially it's like, okay, I want to, I want to try this in squadrons. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that too. Um, just, I mean, I don't. I think the Yuzhan Vong ships are kind of boring, but well, I don't mean specifically as... shooting the shooting the uh, the coral skippers, but like the thing Wedge did, we mm-hmm. fired fired off the torpedo, like yoked down. He was yoked. He was super yoked. Yeah. That Wedge. And we knew that. Just, yeah, I feel like that could have been a, a workable strategy for something in squadrons, and now I think we need to to get like another tournament together not for twenty thousand dollars but for just like twelve dollars uh, maybe like yeah. three dollars the, the the stream ad route is like 650 or something <laughs> yeah yeah you guys will get any don't you guys will get half of any donations we get yeah yeah i missed that game so much me too it was the best all right well i think we gave rebel dream i think we each gave an it an a, a. Right? Uh, where are we landing with Rebel Stand? Unless there's another topic from the book that you would like to, to bring up. No, um, I think this one's a, a C for me. Didn't do much for me. Yeah, like I enjoyed it, but I just like it's it's fine. I think I I think I'm low B, high C is probably where I'm landing as well. Yep. So which one? I I think the thing I'm gonna write on the on the spreadsheet is C, but when we do our next, like, go through and see which decisions we disagree with, maybe it moves yeah, up. Yeah, I forget every single New Jedi Order book we read. They all start to meld together, so I'll never re- reread a, uh, a re-rank a New Jedi Order book. I don't That's think. fair. A lot of this one melds, like, when I think about this, I forget so much of this book in its specifics, and then just anything that I remember tends to be from the prior one yeah i really just think uh i really just think of the the emperor's spear yeah emperor's hammer that that's that's kind of ironic that the emperor's spear sticks out the emperor's hammer doesn't even though it's in the- yeah I, I i mean i definitely like emperor's hammer more i think that's the 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 orbital bombardment is just cool yeah uh there was i there was one other thing, but I, I don't remember what it was. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess it's the it's the end of the resistance. But that never really comes up again, does it? No, we'll be we'll be back to government status pretty soon. Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. Thank you also, Campiv, for the for the donation. Very appreciated. Maybe we'll take some questions next episode. Uh, yeah. So next week, here's what we're we're what our what our layout looks like for the next little while. So next week. Uh, me, you, and 
uh, special guest Ilkin will be uh, out together um, planning the episode that we'll be having on the 30th, where the three of us will be reading the new High Republic book, Eye of Darkness. So week off next week, nothing's happening. Eye of Darkness the week after that. Uh, then we can either finish off Jedi Prince or do questions or do Jedi Prince and questions for the set. Probably do that. Yeah, it, we're that. probably not going to have a lot. Like the, the angry summary last time, I think, was the highlight. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. So we'll yep. do final Jedi Prince book with Q&A attached to that for December 7th, November 30th, as our next episode doing Eye of Darkness. Yes, yeah, sounds good to me. All right. And then maybe by December 14th, we'll be talking some Traitor. It's a short book, but it's a good book. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're getting there. I think we're. We're on the way through the new Jedi Order. Thank you so much for watching. We're about to be over on youtube.com slash ECKSTOO and twitch.tv slash Corey Loses playing some escape room games for a friend of the show, Zach's birthday. Yep, we both need oh. to install the game right now. Yeah, I didn't even buy it. I, I didn't know that's what we were doing. That's what we're doing. So hope to see some of you there and uh, have a good one, everyone. Bye, everybody.